and hello hello welcome back to the gay racing podcast i I sung the i sung the first and and alex laughed on camera um (laughs) beautiful zach it was oh my gosh you know what else is beautiful the weather is nice and we have a great episode lineup for today alex what what are we going to talk about today we're going to talk about formula one we're going to talk about nascar we're going to talk about emsa but most importantly everyone most important. This is a Joseph Newgarden episode of the Gay Racing Woo! Podcast. Episode 69. It's going to be a very nice episode. Very Talk nice. about Joseph Newgarden, the newest Long Beach Grand Prix champion. Champion. I'm saying champion. That's a big race. And he drove IndyCar, like a champion today or Sunday. IndyCar put on the best race of the weekend. I don't think there's any question. That. Tough competition. Oh, yeah. Against NASCAR at Martinsville. Are you serious? Yo, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. by a street race? Oh. Dude. Not, they have more lead changes at Long Beach than at oh. Martinsville. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Easy. Was like, I, what, I, well, actually, I got to double check that. <laughs> like, statistically, probably not. But, like, green flag lead changes? Well, actually... For the for Pit the stops. lead, Pit I stops. think there were only like what three lead changes at Martinsville. There was one under green. No, there wasn't any we'll, under green. We'll talk about Martinsville later. This Anyways. is an Indy car, Joseph Newgarden. Episode this is exactly NASCAR not stealing the spot. Like Joseph Newgarden, no. probably one of the biggest wins of his career, and yeah. might be the biggest win until he wins Indianapolis and Nashville. Right, like that. Long Beach is, if you don't know, Long Beach is a very historic race for American open wheel racing. It's been around a long time, yep. um, especially with cart. Like it was kind of cart's crown jewel for the longest time, I believe. Um, for IndyCar now, after the merger in 2008. This is, it's basically the second biggest race on the IndyCar schedule. It's like the Monaco of the West, the West Coast, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's one of the most prestigious races in America, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm talking up Long Beach because Joseph, <laughs> Joseph, Joseph's going to win Barber. I'm like, Barber Motorsports Park is the most fantastic racing facility in Alabama. The entire, the entire East Coast. So true. The, <laughs> so true. Iowa so. Speedway, the, mo- the, the, literally the only asphalt track in Iowa. Um, <laughs> okay, thanks, Caleb. Um, sl- I forgot his last name. He, he was a guest. Um, yeah. Anyways. Good episode. Yeah. Um, so Joseph Newgarden, there was an article saying he has cemented his place as potentially being one of IndyCar's greats. Yeah. And we'll Listen, talk about that in a bit. In terms Long of Beach is one of the crown jewels of IndyCar. It took him, I think he said 11 tries to win Long Beach. Yep. Come on. Indianapolis is coming. Team Pins- It's Apparently. the year of Team Pinsky. And by the way, Zach, yep. you and I called this. You and I were saying in like, what, January? This is January? the year of Team Pinsky. The vibes. The vibes hit me. We called this. We, we were the only people this. saying that this is the year of Team Penske, and look what happened. I they mean, three in a row. And you Come know, on. turn one of Joseph's first Long Beach Grand Prix, I believe he wrecked. I heard that. Um, I didn't. I think he was wrecked on the first lap. Yeah, something Excuse like me. that. Um, like burping. Um, <laughs> so sorry, I shouldn't have said that loud. But so <laughs> the the like, Joseph's having a great year. Obviously, he starts the season with two wins in three races um i don't remember where did he finish at st p i don't remember he wasn't that great at st p i remember 
Yeah, he wasn't. I, I didn't pay attention to that race. He had engine issues all weekend, but then oh. Scotty McLaughlin ended up winning. That's St. Pete. But even so, Penske has been like Will Power has been strong. Scott McLaughlin had Power? a little... Will Power has gotten a top five in each of the races this year. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, mm-hmm. I I am I'm just so proud of their performance. And Joseph, his Ashley, they're expecting any day now. Yeah, um, their first child. I'm so excited to find I out the so name excited. of the child. Um, I'm just I'm so excited for them. Um. Just so, like, what a week for Joseph. He just won, like, maybe the biggest race of his career so far. And it's like, he's about to have his child. Like, I, 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 uh, it's such an exciting time for him. I'm so happy. I've been, I've been joking all weekend that Baby New Garden has Chip Ganassi racing shaking in their boots right now. They were they tumbled. <laughs> they were. Oh my gosh. Alex Below and Scott Dixon kept it together, but <laughs> the rest of them barely kept it together. Well, Scott Dixon finished like 15th or something. So. Oh, really? Yeah, he uh he ran into Erickson when Erickson. Oh, he did. Oh, you're right. Oh, so oh, yeah, right. Yeah, no, never mind. So just Alex Pillow kept it together. Somehow got a podium. He did get a podium, right? He finished third. Yeah, he got third. Yeah, okay. Um, so let's talk about the race. Yeah, and Joseph again, Newgarden, a good race. Very good race. Joseph Newgarden, I would say this is the best race of his career. Yep. Oh yeah. This is it's twenty second twenty second career win. He's now tied for nineteenth or twentieth on the all time wins list. By the wow. way, that's crazy. Crazy, and it doesn't take many wins to get to like the top ten. I think okay. Elio is like at thirty one and like tenth. Mm-hmm. So, God, and it's it. not only I will say not like racing is a team sport. Joseph has one of the best teams behind him with Team Penske with Tim yep. Sindrick. His pit crew did not fail him Sunday at all. It not was all. all cylinders. That entire team, Joseph was at one hundred percent. His team was at one hundred percent. It was beautiful. Yep. And I had so that's that's what gave me so much confidence at the end of the race that he was going to be able to defend off Roman Grosjean, or as Dave Burns says, Roman Grosjean. Um, <laughs> 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 what? What is wrong with them? Anyway, <laughs> like anyways. But it hold off Grosjean and Pelot. I and I've noticed Joseph has a habit, and this is why he's so good at defending championship leads. He's just so consistent, so yep. safe. So, but his pace doesn't falter. Like if he's running second, he's gonna stay second. Like he's yeah. he rarely falls down the order, from what I've noticed. Yeah, and that's just and- really impressive. You were cheerleading me, basically, because you oh. were texting during the race. Oh, you yeah. were cheerleading me. You had full belief in Joseph. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. worried because I'm like, I don't trust Polo. Grosjean will probably dive bomb him. I thought, Yeah, we all thought crazy. Grosjean was going to dive bomb, which, like, that's kind of his reputation. But, yeah, I, I, I thought, mean, yeah. I thought something crazy was going to happen. I was thinking back to Road America last year where my heart was broken. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I forgot, I forgot about that. And there's just... So many things happened last year with Joseph. It was like, just a few of them will write. He's champion last year. Last year was honestly and, not a good year for him by his standards, and he still finished second in the championship. In my opinion, I feel like it wasn't the best year. I think if Road America, if he would have won Road America last year, he would have been champion. Yeah. It was like so many just little issues last year. It was right. just Penske was a little off last year. Yeah, Penske, exactly. Penske was off. Joseph wasn't yeah. his so, best, but he was still really good. And you 
you were like really pushing me. He's gonna do it. He's gonna be fine. I was so confident. This. I had no. I was like shaking. I'm like, girl, I don't know. There's we've had a lot of bad mojo, but you know what? He did it. He slayed. He held I don't think we had any bad mojo. And that's the thing. It's like he had. I mean, he just won Texas. Like Penske's that's been true. firing off on all cylinders. Roman Grosjean. I mean, sure, Formula One experience. But Indy cars are different. Long and Beach is different. Joseph's been doing that a long time. Push yep. the pass is a different game. Roman run out, ran out of push the pass. True. I just knew and it. Grosjean was also on the Reds. At the oh, yeah, the Reds. That, yeah. that was the main thing that had me safe because when Roman was struggling to get by him with the red tires, I was like, he's going to burn his stuff out. There's no way. And then that's exactly what happened. Joseph was yeah, like, and, gap him. And he was a buffer in between Joseph and Polo as Which well. was good. That was so Very good because Polo is Alex Polo. He won that championship last year because he's also, like New Garden, a great indie car driver that we're yep. going to hear about for a long time. And, you know, but. Man, I I just can't believe this race happened. This, like I said earlier, this was just, this was Joseph's best drive of his career. Wow. I, I'm still speechless about it. I'm so excited. It, that last lap pass of Texas and that holding off. I lo- like, like let's talk about and I'm, yeah. I talked about we were talking about his paint schemes because we were wondering what his Indy 500 paint scheme is I love how at Texas he wins with the rainbow car it's very like bright and vibrant car yeah and he had a, he won that race in a very bright and vibrant fashion but then we go to Long Beach he's got Hitachi all business team Penske branding like you know yeah. all business and <laughs> Long Beach was all business they didn't miss a mark that day yep right like they didn't miss mm-hmm. a mark that day that's how he won that race he won the two races so far in two completely different ways but both of them are because joseph newgarden and team penske they're consistent especially this year and that's yep. why indianapolis and another thing i want to mention is that last season and we talked about this and i was really like this is gonna be good for team penske and why we were so on the this is gonna be the year team penske train they downsized this year. Yes. They dropped the 22, the fourth full-time Penske car. Yeah. And they're focusing on just three. And there's an article out there. I should have looked to see who these are all by. But Joseph said in an interview after this weekend's race saying, yeah, we were able to focus a lot more on just three cars. Oh, definitely. A lot easier to send information around rather than trying to spread it out to a whole fourth other car. Exactly. And I think it's showing. I think that's a huge part of why Penske is just good. And, you know, I don't think this is the problem with Ganassi. Ganassi has, what, five, six cars or something crazy? They have four, right? Four? Or do they have more? Like, they used to have, like, kind of associate teams. Like, they had Target Ganassi okay. Racing and then, like, something else Ganassi Racing. But they have four. You're right. I was thinking of the Indy 500. But then you yeah, have Andy Andretti, F- who mm-hmm. – Andretti's the one who has a, too many cars. Yeah, yeah. I think you were thinking of Andretti. Because <laughs> um, they have, like, five I think so. Sometimes, but, but yeah. My point is, t- Pinsky downsized, and I think that's really showing, like the benefits now. Yeah. And another thing that happened in the off season was Pinsky gave Joseph a new engineer. Uh, Joseph's longtime engineer since he got the Pinsky Gavin Ward moved to Aero McLaren SP. Uh, I think he got like a promotion of some sorts. I'm not sure what he's doing over there, mm-hmm. but he's not a Pinsky anymore. They moved another engineer over. And, you know, St. Pete, I was a little worried, but you know what? They got it. This, the two team is stronger than ever, man. So excited. Yeah, yeah. I remember St. Pete. I was like, okay, cool. Scott's fast. Will's pretty fast. Yeah. Joseph's, Joseph's like 15. <laughs> but, yeah. hey, 
nope, we're good. And Will good. and I mean Scott had issues um at warmups, and I honestly I think Long Beach probably he would have finished better if I think oh yeah they had you know they're because they had to change engines right I think yeah and on top of that in qualifying uh Scotty and Marcus Erickson they were like holding each other up and qualifying they were yeah. mad at each other and that didn't help then he had an engine issue I think he was just stuck in the mid of the pack so yeah there's like there's some debate about like qualifying because IndyCar IndyCar has a habit like F1 can do stuff IndyCar mm-hmm. if they try to do it no group qualifying it works most of the time. Long Beach, though, a tight street circuit, they mm, they struggle with it sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and they start holding each other up, but that also happens in F1 too. So I shouldn't even yeah. talk trash. Um, I want to talk about the pit strategy for this race because like this was so fun mm-hmm. to watch. Because we'll talk about Colton Herta in a bit. Zach has a little spiel. I have a lot to say about Colton Herta. On before we get to that, not bad, just stuff. Before we get to that, we had. Herta, Polo, and Newgarden were up front. Yeah, those were kind of the players. And Herta was obviously the favorite going into this race. Yep. And I didn't pick him. I said last week on race picks, I didn't pick Herta because I don't trust him and Andretti. We'll get to yep. that. Yep. But you had <laughs> you had Polo who undercut Colton Herta, and you had Newgarden who overcut Colton Herta. Yeah. Like they were trying to beat the 26 in any way they can. And they yeah. rightfully figure it. And that's it. how, again, that's where the, the team, the, the strategy, the crew, where they call them in the car, the crew chief is something different. I'm um, strategist. Yeah, the strategist. The that's where the strategist comes, comes into play. Right. Like yeah. Joseph put um, his team in a position to do something like that. And then it worked out. He had, well, he passed Colton in the pits. Yep. Um, Colton also had an issue on his pit stop, the first pit stop. And then I believe the second stop he's, He's like side by side with Polo. Um, yeah. Well, he gets out in front of him, and Polo tries to come back. Amazing defense, and then that you know the rest. That, is- that battle between Joseph and Polo on that second stop, that later stop, was mm-hmm. so exciting. Exactly. I was so terrified. It was that, that was for the win, pretty yeah. much right there. And Joseph did it, and I feel like Polo. I think he might have made the move a little early. I feel like it was kind of a tight spot and just I mean, the it, advantage off that right. straight it was yeah it was in that weird kind of section with a lot of the 90 degree corners um yeah but on the first stop that happened um joseph got ahead of herda as you mentioned right and then polo jumped and, frog both of them yeah i didn't realize that at first i got so excited i'm like oh my god we're ahead of the 26 this race has actually got to be at a chance and then chip ganassi's got got to show their head yep I mean, we hate Chip. We hate Chip Ganassi in the most fun way. It's yeah. not like it's, it's not even rivalry. like how I don't like Verstappen. I, I a, really don't like Verstappen. It's a sports rivalry. Yeah, it's just like that's fair. I, I like all of the Ganassi drivers. Oh, I love Alex Below. Yeah, me too. D- until he gets into his car. Exactly. Like <laughs> I, I wanted his engine to fail track. last year. I was like, <laughs> ten car DNF, ten car safely Let's DNF, go. safely DNF. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. Our rivalry with Ganassi is so fun. It's so funny because I used to, I used to stand Ganassi. 
Yeah. With Kyle Larson, it was like a nasty. And I <laughs> Scott Dixon used to be my favorite indie car driver, like when I got like half watched it back in like 2016 and stuff. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> and they're they're trying to lure me over because they're like, oh, we have Jimmy Johnson. You like NASCAR, right? Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, we have Jimmy. No, I don't trust nope. y'all. I don't tr- I don't care that he might win the Indy 500, even though I totally do care. Um <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, y'all ain't getting me. Y'all ain't getting me. Right. Mm. But yeah. So at that point, I was like, crap, Polo is going to win this race now. But I'm like, there's another pit stop. Two teams, they're going to work their magic. Tim Sendrick. I trust Tim Sendrick so much. Like, I I mean, I've seen Joseph win a lot of races because of Tim Sendrick. Texas 2019 comes to mind. Like, it's just, that I was so, again, I'm so confident in that race team because they can run consistent and they never, like, we're going to talk about this. Are we ready to talk about Colton? We have not. We'll talk about Colton. Are we ready to? Okay, uh, let's like finish the let's finish the pit strategy because like this really right. defined okay, yeah. the race, and then at the end, as we mentioned, uh, Grosjean saved his reds for the last run of the race, mm-hmm. and that gave him the chance to go for it. But as you said, it burnt it out. And everything. yeah, I was I was just saying like Joseph kept himself in position. Yeah, kept himself in position. His team was able to um, what's it called? Exec- what's the know. word? Execute. Bring, bring, execute? No, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Seize the opportunity. I guess. Yes. Sorry, I'm just going to. Alex, hi. You keep. You talk. <laughs> but one more point, then we'll get to Herda. I know you really want to talk about Colton. It's, I'm not. I'm not that anxious about it. It's, I was just like, <laughs> I, it was going to be a good transition. That's why I asked. But no, keep going. Um, don't disagree with me, Zach. Okay. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Um. But yeah, and something I want to mention also is that the two team for the championship, they are now the points leader. The two car has, in the past few years, they've been chasing Scott Dixon. They've been chasing Alex Polo. We're on race, we're going to race four, and Joseph Newgarden is first. I'm just saying. He plays defense very well. This man knows how to play defense he can hold off again he does not fall down the order i mean he was the points leader for most of the season in 2017 he won the championship he was the points leader for most of 2019 he won the championship and the past two years he's been chasing and i'm just saying the most wins joseph has gotten in a season is four he's already had he already got two the most is four that's crazy Mm -hmm. and and i'm just saying you guys Joseph is in a really good spot for this championship. It is early, but this is a short championship. Oh, that's the thing. When he starts off early, yes, it's a short championship. When he starts off early, not only does it make it easy for him and Team Penske mm-hmm. to defend, it's just that normally is a sign because normally he always struggles early season. and he It takes him in the summer to warm up, we've noticed. Right. Um. So the fact that he's starting off hot early, like he, we still have both Iowa races, yeah. right? And I think Team Penske is going to be great at Indianapolis. Joseph's won on the Indy. Like, I mean, he's won on, like, almost every IndyCar track. Barber's Hmm. next. Like, he's great at Barber when he doesn't wreck on lap one. Like, (laughs) you know. By the way, there there is the people-ready thing, the challenge. Whoever wins on a street course, a road course, and an oval first, they get a million dollars. And half of that million dollars goes to a charity of the driver's choice, and the other half goes to the team. That's crazy. Joseph is one road course went away from Barber. 
Barber. And Barber is next. That's one of his best tracks. That'd be insane. And like, <laughs> I just think that's so cool. Like that IndyCar has a promotion like that. It's like the Winston Million, right? Yeah, um, I love and it. I, wait, that's all I have to say. Never mind. So I thought I thought I had something else to say. But I, I love it, right? And it's, yeah. it's, very, it's very old school. Mm-hmm. And we actually, I think we're going to see it this year. Whether it's Joseph. By the way, Scott McLaughlin could win this too. He's he was really good at Indy last year. He just yep. he would just need a road course win too if he gets an oval win. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready to talk about Colton Herta? Because I yeah, and it's related to Joseph. It is related to Joseph. So I talked a lot. You've heard me about how Joseph is very consistent. Like he's a champion driver. He's consistent mm-hmm. and he's very like he does not fall down the order much. He even the bad situations he'll get a a third place finish right Mm -hmm. like you know so and there's another thing i'll get to so colton herda i think we know where this is going so he had the car to beat sunday at the beginning and he lost his team let him down right yep lost two positions third place colton herda we saw this at nashville too similar stuff happened he lost he he had to come through the field. He had to make passes for the lead. And he made, um, unfortunately, a race-ending mistake. And he did it mm-hmm. again at Long Beach. And we've seen Andretti just be completely just inconsistent and take him out of the race. But we've also now seen Colda. Colda. Coda. Circuit of the Man. Colton Herta. <laughs> I yeah. just combined his names. We've seen him now, unfortunately, make a mistake. And it's just like, I was just thinking about it because Colton Herta obviously is very hyped up about going to F1 because of his connections to Andretti. Same thing with Pato Award with his connections to McLaren. Right. And it's just like, I have to criticize that because Colton Herta to me, yes, he has won races. Yes, he has dominated races, but he has not competed for an IndyCar championship yet. And yes, it's only his fourth year. I don't, I don't expect yeah. him to, but also formula like he I I feel like if he goes to Formula One with his driving habits or just the way he's run IndyCar seasons, mm-hmm. he's gonna get eaten alive. All right. I you like if you lose if 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 Alpha Romeo or I guess that's gonna be no if Alpha Romeo, if an Alpha Romeo undercuts you and passes you during a pit stop, that doesn't mean like it's time for you to hit the wall, right? Like yeah. you F1, especially F1, right? You're, you're, there's only so much in your control. Like really the car says a lot about it. And Colton has not shown to be very calculated and very, you know, okay. You know, it's not all or nothing. It's like, I don't need to win this race. And I was listening to Jeff Buck and um, Jordan Bianchi's podcast too. And they were saying the similar things. It's like, okay, but you know, your pit crew didn't make you hit the wall, right? Like you have to yeah. keep yourself in the game. Long, be- I mean, I think, was there another set of pit stops? No, that was kind of late. I think that was after the last pit stop. That was, yeah. Yeah. But again, like it's anything can happen. And also a third place finish earns a lot more points than yep. not finishing. You know, I, it's just, yeah. it, I just feel like he, he'd get eaten alive in Formula One and back to Joseph. It just irks me because Joseph Newgarden has been incredible since, especially coming to Team Penske, even before Team Penske, he was incredible. Since coming to Team Penske, 
he has been remarkable. It's not like he's just good. He is like, we're going to be talking about him for a long time. He's able to match Scott Dixon. He was able to beat Scott Dixon. Yes. It's hard to do that. He's won. So in, again, he is, his championship finishes are first, fifth. That's his worst one. First, second, and I, what, second last year. Yep. Dude. Mate, probably going to be like, he is so like, he's such a champion driver. He's so consistent. He doesn't make too many mistakes. And I understand there's more about getting to F1 than just being a good driver. It just irks me that Colton Herta gets that hype and Joseph literally gets nothing. Right. Maybe and not literally nothing, but I, it's just Joseph you know, is older and he had a slower start to get into IndyCar, but yes. I, I totally agree with you. Like, it yes. is really. Like, I'm not saying Joseph Newgarden should go to Formula One. That's I not what I'm saying. I think he would saying. do a lot better. I think I, he would do a hell of a lot than better. Colton. Than Colton. I think he'd yeah. do better than Colton. That's what I'm saying. Or it's like, yeah, I just think it's like a little bit of a hype. Like, part of it is really, I think Colton's not ready, which, I, I mean, mean, he's not going, like, you know, tomorrow. He's not going to Formula One tomorrow. Yeah. That's fine. He's he's very young. That's okay. It's okay to not be a perfect race car driver. Like, oh, I, yeah. I like him. I don't hate him. It's just like... Mm-hmm. I just think it's a little, the hype could be damaging. And I think the hype needs to, needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah. The, the hype. Long Beach was not a good look. Yeah. And I was, the hype for one, I totally agree that he's gonna be way overhyped if, if, and when that happens, it just. Especially being American, that would also. Because he's already cracking under pressure and he's not really under pressure in IndyCar. Yes. If he goes to F1, he's going to have tremendous pressure as an American F1 driver. Yes. I don't know. I just... It wouldn't be good. I, I, I hope he stays in IndyCar. It doesn't... It seems like he's going to take the opportunity if it happens. I don't know. It's... Uh, I totally agree. But I will say his race at Long Beach last year, that was like the moment where I was like, oh, yeah, Colton can do this. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, definitely. But it's like they... His team gave him a good race. His, he had good pit stops. He drove through the field, yes. and then he went and dominated the race. That was a lot on him. Like, to be but fair, he, his strength is offense, right? Being yep. aggressive. Does it win? Has it helped him in the championship? Mm, no. No, unfortunately not. Has he won a lot of races? Yes. That's fair. But Joseph has also won a lot of races. I'm just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> and Joseph has two championships. Two championships. I right? would argue Colton probably should have been in the championship fight last year. Right. Kind of. They had so many issues. Like he was always up there with Pillow, Newgarden, Pato, yeah. and Dixon. Yeah. Who were in the championship fight. Herta was nowhere to be found. And Pato, I have the same thing to say. Kind of like he makes. I feel like he's kind of in between. Um, I agree. He just has. Well, really, some days he just doesn't run good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a driver thing. McLaren's been a little rough mm-hmm. um, on the open wheel side of things, Formula One and IndyCar. Um, but they had a good weekend. They had a they good did. weekend. Shout out this to was, them. This was the first, like, decent weekend for Aaron. They got good points in F1, and then I believe Pato finished fifth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Google Docs looking number font, but, you know. The, okay, no. <laughs> Shout out to McLaren, but I'm going to take that back because your numbers are so stupid. Like, I hate it. You start with IndyCar and it looks like a Google Doc, Docs font, and then you go to F1 and you can't even see the number because it's. You're gonna laugh at me, Alex. It's bright blue and orange, and you can't. You can't. Look who's talking. 
you can't read it if you don't know the references because a long time ago me and alex got in an argument about the lumar scheme with the blue numbers i'm like no but the color theory it works which to be fair it doesn't work because um the number has no outline but f1 it's yeah anyways fix your numbers mclaren anyways back to um wrapping up on talking about indycar i think um i i want to say one thing about the lumar thing you sent me a very funny text you just sent me the number nine in like a <laughs> doc and made it blue that was hilarious what was that in reference to was i talking about mclaren you were saying how the seven car looked good and i'm like they should do that for chase elliott's lumar car and then you responded with the number nine. Oh, okay. it was very funny because i was like do that <laughs> yeah exactly um okay i love indycar man i love indycar. I'm, i mean you can tell we've we have been so excited for this episode we are so excited about joseph winning excited about his season excited about just talking about that fantastic race right yeah. it was a fantastic race with some drama at the end um and um yeah two more things on indycar uh, Marcus Erickson, one of you guys, we asked you guys on Twitter to give us some topics. <laughs> Yo. Several of you guys asked to talk about this. Marcus Erickson got, he spun out late in the race, yes. made contact with Dixon. Again, Ganassi's apart. Like five to go. They, they're they following the cars and then they have a beautiful pan to Marcus Erickson. Just, just standing there, hands on his hips. Then they go back and he's sitting there. It was very funny. It it's like that Fernando Alonso meme. Where I was just, just gonna sitting, say, yeah, he's just sitting in like a chair, a recline or a lawn <laughs> chair or something. That's so funny. It was so funny, especially like it. It was great comic relief from oh, the boy. tension of the final laps. Was like, Marcus, someone get Marcus a damn a damn golf cart. Like I was stressing. I was on my feet, like jumping and just like nervous. And they cut to that, and I laugh. Oh my god amazing hey, poor poor marcus i hopefully he made it home the yeah, NBC hopefully, hopefully still not there. i think they did yeah it was very funny <laughs> that's so embarrassing oh and my god something i want to mention is that i told you because um at behind joseph no one really had pushed the pass left because grosjean used all his up marcus i was like marcus is, would probably be the biggest threat oh yeah you did text me that pass. And then he got wrecked literally like 30 seconds later. That was so And I'm fun. like, oh my God. <laughs> it was perfect timing. Again, I had so much, like, it was those little things that kept going right for Joseph. I'm like, okay, Grosjean's yeah. out of push the pass. He couldn't get by with red tires. Polo can't get by Grosjean. Then Erickson crashes. Like, everything was adding up. I'm like, yo, Joseph's got this. There's no way he's going to lose this. Um, All the dominoes were falling in our way. Right. Um, also, quick mention, Jimmy Johnson, um, broke broke his hand he broke or, something in his hand it, it hurt his hand because he didn't let go of the steering wheel from a practice crash yeah and it's literally i was texting you i was like i'm so excited for jimmy at the indy 500 i think he could win Me it too. and then he, that happens i'm like oh but everything sounds good for indy it's gonna because like being cleared to race means it's probably gonna heal up in time so yeah if you him. if you follow him on twitter or instagram he posted videos all week and even updates about it yeah. Uh, Jimmy said that he asked the doctors, like, if this is going to impact Indianapolis, I will sit out. Which I would, I would agree with. He because should. he said his goal is Indianapolis. And there's and, a quote in there yes. where he's like, I'm not going to win a road or a street course race, but I can win the Indianapolis 500. Jimmy, that is some movie stuff. Race is like in three weeks and there's a open test at Indy next week. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be fine. 
because this, this will heal up and he has you know all the best doctors in the world to work on this so yeah. he'll be fine um it kind of sucked after texas for this to happen to him um yeah, yeah. From really really high to a very very low yeah but but it's I think I he'll mean, be fine. yeah it'll, he'll be okay but um I, I love the confidence i mean i think jimmy johnson's one of those indy car drivers like he's there for the indy 500 yeah, I think I don't think that was clear to him though, until Texas. he started going very clear to him at Texas. And I think I, I've seen I feel, I, I've seen the progression where he was at the Indy 500 like last year, and that was his first Indy 500. Oh, yeah. I think doing doing the broadcast. Yeah, he yeah, did the broadcast, and I think he kept saying like, "Wow, yeah, like this is so cool." And that I think he said like, "Now I want to try this." Now I want to try this. He went from not wanting to do Indy at all because he could have done Indy last year. He could have done, but he was like, no, I don't want to do the ovals. And then he went from, hold on, this looks cool. Get, hey, can I get a test? Then he runs good at Texas. And now I can win the Indy 5. That's movie stuff. Crazy. We're, we're watching is. a movie. Like, I'm telling you guys, if he wins the Indy 500, it's going to be a documentary. Joseph, no doubt about it. Documentary, yes, and I'll also cry. Joseph or Jimmy, if they win and if they win Indy in May, I'm going to cry. Me too. I think those are the two where I would probably cry, you know, whoever won. Like, I'm a big Scotty fan. I don't think I'd cry, though. I'd be excited. Yeah. Joseph, I'd be like, I'd be like I'd be girl, crying. your second try must be nice. Yeah, Good it must be you. nice. <laughs> I was going to say, by the way, Austin Cindric won the Daytona 500 in the second try. Team Penske. Scott McLaughlin is Team Penske. Girl. Okay, but Austin Cindric was in the two car. So I think that means more. But yeah, so Austin Cindric, Joseph Newgarden, they both drive a two car. Yes. Biggest races of the year. Year of Team Penske. Um, year of so, Team Penske. Year of Team Penske. Um, not in Cup, though um so far <laughs> well i mean well, they won daytona but like you know they've been I chilling mean, since then you might talk about this later but you've been saying blaine is going to win the cup championship oh shoot wait yeah never mind i'm sorry i'm talking i'm talking trash oh my gosh anyways um so indycar was great this weekend um let's move on to our favorite segment the tea it's a variety of hot gossip and drama <laughs> that goes on in the racing world and it's not really gossip it's just it's just it's really it's just facts um yeah but, um so um we're actually not done talking about indycar because they had 1.055 1 million viewers yeah. sunday um and if you you know like big number relatively for indycar they had um what 4400 I can't even read that. 442,000 viewers in 2019. <laughs> no, it's okay. I picked up for you. And that was on NBC Sports Network, which right. is now defunct. And so they had, they doubled. This, 2019 was the last time Long Beach was on the regular April date. Right. They more than doubled the amount of viewers. That's crazy. In just a few years. That's crazy. And the last time that Long Beach was on network television was ABC in 2007. Wait, really? That's insane. Yes, I know. I, I was surprised too. Um, that race had 700,000 viewers. Wow. We had more, we had 300,000 more viewers than the last network television race from ABC to NBC. I mean, perfect storm, right? Because really 
the only other motorsport on that day that I know knew of was MotoGP, which yeah, because... led right into IndyCar. It was perfect, right? And yes. I actually watched a little bit of it. I didn't watch it, watch it, but I had it on. Um, like that's so cool. I mean, IndyCar is growing. We've talked about it before. IndyCar yeah. is growing. F1 is growing. Um, open wheel racing in America. Like that's why pressure on NASCAR. There's pressure on NASCAR, and oh, yeah. I think it's good and... because NASCAR needs competition. If I'm honest. Oh, definitely. They need it badly. And IndyCar's on the rise, and I really hope they continue to yes. use advantage of take advantage of this growth and just yes. keep trying to find more ways. Please, for the love of God, work on the social media and marketing. And please light improvement once again this year. Yeah, but model. also it's like the winner graphic for Joseph didn't look like a winner graphic. It just looked yes. like it was just a portrait of him with like graphics in the back. And it said winner like on the side, sideways. I'm like, Oh, so it's, yeah. yeah, he won Long Beach. Cool. Shout out to NBC Sports for carrying IndyCar on its back. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that much. But yeah, they, good yeah. news for IndyCar. So let's talk about NASCAR. Yeah, it, I mean, it. who would have expected the night race at Martinsville with the next-gen car, right? Like, yep. beat, this car can beat and bang to be awful. And I mean, you and y'all probably saw me on Twitter. I was like, this race ain't that bad. And I, I have a habit of enjoying um, calm races if strategy can play a, play a factor. Like, I really like, I, I, I F with a Daytona 500 with train racing if I know a pit stop's coming. Because right. that's interesting to me. It's kind of like why Long Beach was a good race. But um, we barely really had strategy, of course, because it's stages and it's, it is Martinsville. Yeah. Their cautions do come out. Um, not many came out though. Um, like the one caution that did came out, there was debris or something. Or I, yeah, I don't know about that, Chief. I don't think it was debris. I I was looking. I was looking for it. Um, anyways, I'm, I'm sure NASCAR was not looking. I'm sure they were just like, click the button. Put it out. Put, Put it, it out. out. Um, yeah. So. So that's been the talk. That's been the talk. Why was Martinsville so bad? And I think we're not engineers or anything, but people have said so many different factors could have been, it was really cold that night. And I think that, yeah, that could have played a factor. The next gen car, the braking zones are shorter because the brakes are better. Yeah. So there's like less kind of like driver input for braking, if that makes sense. Like there's less time you have to be on the brakes because they work better. Um, yeah. And it, it just rained. So there was no. No rubber. But it was too cold. So the tire wasn't rubbering up. There was no tire fall off. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, it was apparently like there was like an air bubble. Like they couldn't close up, which that doesn't make sense to me. Cause I'm not sure like why that would happen when it didn't happen as much last year. Like, there's always right. going to be dirty air with cars well, moving. remember the gen 7 was originally made to be a drafting car and it is pretty big on the sides and even this was, it was originally meant to be like a drafting car really air aero dependent blah 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 but, i don't i feel like that's definitely a factor here and but like this, the intermediates were fine though that's the thing i don't get what's it, right. were they fine we did have Las Vegas and Auto Club, which are multi-group racetracks. Mm -hmm. So maybe I, it's a placebo. Once we know what Charlotte is like, we'll know if this car is good. Charlotte is the benchmark. It really yeah. is. Charlotte's like, and that's it, what they talk about in testing. If it runs good at Charlotte, it's going to run great everywhere else. Yeah. And, you know, if it, 
I wish we had Kentucky on the schedule still because Kentucky as well. That was always a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. And uh, Texas All Star Race. That's the All Star Race. I don't know if I'd count that. Girl, did they, Charlotte did they know will the be the format test. this year. We're gonna have ten stages or some some, some stupid. Play it. No, do it in Mario Kart. Yeah, I'd watch. I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd win. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, keep going. But yeah, uh, again, we asked you guys on Twitter. What would you guys like for us to talk about? Our friend Avery Hage specifically asked us, "What do we think? What do you gay guys think?" Avery didn't say that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> what do you gay guys that. think? Zach said that. What should we? What do we think NASCAR should do in response to this Martinsville race? Oh, yeah. Like, what is the problem here? What should NASCAR do to fix this? Yeah, identifying the problem is important. It's really, I just know it's important to figure it out because you cannot have Martinsville suck. I mean, luckily, we don't have too many short tracks on the schedule, but there's other breaking tracks like Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is the championship race, number one, and people did not like that race. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's, mm. and it's like, you know what I Mm -hmm. thought about? This is, I think we got a lot of hope get brought back into NASCAR for us as more pure racing fans, because Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we finally got rid of the high downforce package and they got a little bit of horsepower back. Um, And also that might be another thing. It's 670 horsepower instead of 750. People have been saying they need more horsepower, um, which I think I definitely agree with. Um, And then some people are like, well, it's not the horsepower. It's just the fact that the engine is being choked to that lower horsepower again. It's, it could be so many different things. But the yep. one thing is that we got this hope back in NASCAR, and I'm wondering if this issue with the next-gen car, and then also let's look at Atlanta and that success of making it a super speedway, that more short tracks thing might, like Auto Club That's, becoming a short track. Yeah. Dude, and Atlanta producing what is considered a successful super speedway race. Mm-hmm. I think this could be another shift into the direction of well since this can't run on short tracks anyway let's do some more super speedways oh my god like i think we could i think we might have just gotten teased that nascar is going in a good direction again oh alex no. you have the look on your face that oh my god you're realizing like i realized this and i'm like i think this is like worst case scenario zach we might be going down <laughs> oh, the road no. because well and i only say that because Phoenix, Richmond, and Martinsville, again, the three breaking tracks we've had this year have, you know, the on-track product has not been the best. Xfinity showed up, um, well, did they show up? I don't know. Martinsville's a little messy for them, but they they had better, you know, on-track racing. Yeah. And what, and the, what do you do? I don't know, but how do you fix this when there's a supply shortage for the next gen parts? Good question. Supplier base. How do you fix that? How do you just change something like that? And Mm -hmm. how do you change it? Like, do you change stuff just for the short tracks? Like, what are you supposed to do? Man, I hate that you made me. I hate, well, I hate the situation. I don't want to be catastrophic about it, but. That's a really good point. And, you know, I think it might've been Cassie Fambro, former guest of the podcast. I think she said on Twitter, like, I hope that this doesn't make NASCAR and fans want less, not want more short tracks anymore. Yeah. Like, I think, and you're right, because Martinsville, I think, I think the set a new record or was really close to a set a new record on Jeff Cluck's pot or as a poll question as poll. No. 
I, for the lowest ever. I mean, that was like, no one was saying that was a good race. I don't think that was like that good of a race, especially for Martinsville standards, you know, for Martinsville standards, that was pretty bad. I was enjoying it because I enjoyed it. Yeah. In my opinion, this is a hell of a lot better than half the crap we get at Talladega and Daytona sometimes. This is way better. It was still a race. This is way better than like 80 80 of the races we had in 2019. Yes. And some of 2020. Yeah. This was better than majority of those. Let's be honest. But it's Martinsville. Expectations were high. There's a lot of hype for this. Rightly so. Like we didn't set our expectations too high. Well, I mean, also you can consider that it's like someone Jeff Gluck said on his podcast, like, well, the spring Martinsville race always has kind of been eh because there's no playoff implications on the line and really no championship implications at all because it's a regular season points race and those races don't matter. Um, and that's another problem. That's another problem. Yeah, it's like so many little problems, I think, just added up to make that race suck. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know how to fix it, but someone needs to figure it out. And it's and then someone said, well, good thing we're not going to actual Bristol next week. So <laughs> yeah, I so the thing I think they should do, we need to more we need more horsepower, I think, in general. But if you look at it, Phoenix, Richmond and Martinsville, those have been the tracks that probably have had the least amount of like passes and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's been a lot more dirty air at those tracks. Richmond was really good because there's a ton of strategy. Yes. Phoenix was pretty meh, but like it was Phoenix. That was kind of a standard Phoenix race for me. Yeah. Martinsville, that is usually my favorite race of the year. That's that's one, like Martinsville, Bristol, Darlington. You don't get better than that. You don't. So I would say (laughs) more horsepower. And Avery actually told me, because we were having a conversation and the 2019 race at Martinsville was on the 750 package. They just had a lot of downforce. Right. It was not the 550 package. Yeah, people like keep saying people... they had the 550 yeah. package, and it irks I me this every too. time. Well, yeah, I thought it was. I too. understand why, but it irks me every time. No, they had 750 horsepower with yes. big blades. <laughs> yeah, that irks so, me every time. Like Jeff Gluck said that on this podcast. Like, Dude, stop. Like, <laughs> sorry. I think the horsepower would be a really big thing, but you yeah. know the weather. That didn't help. There was oh, it was no, very cold. There was no grip on the track. It was really cold. It was like winter. And one of you guys told us in our question, we asked you guys for topics this week. One of you guys said, what about moving Martinsville to a warmer date? Because in 2020, when everything was delayed, Martinsville night was like in June or something. Yeah, I like those vibes. That was nice. I like that a lot more. I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't. And also, I don't like how they keep putting all the short tracks together. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The spring, like Richmond can chill in April, I guess, even though it's probably going to rain. Well, actually, it never rains at Richmond for some reason. I don't know why. It never yeah. does. Have you noticed that? I have. It actually. always, huh. well, I do, but it, ne- I mean, it always rains. There. At, you live there, yeah. It always rains at Martinsville. Like, I've never been to a Richmond race impacted by rain. Yeah. Knock on wood. Um, but, but <laughs> like, um, yeah, like, so, like, move Martinsville to like after the 600. I think that's a perfect I would agree. June's a great day um pride month pride month short track racing let's yes, go love that and then bristol dirt you can move that off the schedule <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um we'll talk about bristol dirt in a minute actually um i'm actually yeah. kind of excited for it um and but yeah someone um, there, we have shifting on here there were a lot of like oh, questions as oh well. no i i put that because that could be another reason the race might have sucked they were shifting in every corner fifth the fourth mm. year 
um, because that's just how the new transmission is. So um, maybe that that could be it because that's a big thing at Martinsville. It, it like something to look into. And some drivers like Kurt Bush kind of alluded to it. I think Clint Boyer um, in the booth said something like that sounds like it sucks to shift every turn at Martinsville. Like that's, that's every 10 seconds. Yeah. Like I'm girl. Like, yeah. But yeah. Um, so William Byron won the race, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I just want to say it, I, it came to me earlier that all of William Byron's cup wins, I have just not been interested at the end of them. I do not care for Daytona for the most part. I like Daytona 500. Yeah. I don't really care about Daytona. And then Atlanta, I hated that. That was awful. Yeah. Anyone Martinsville, the snooze fest. Yeah. Homestead last year was pretty cool, though. He did win Homestead. Yeah. Um, in the Exalto car, too. And hey, he didn't win in the Liberty car, which is all I want. Um, it's always honestly. a plus. If I plus. literally, because number one, the car's ugly and the school's homophobic. So, like, it's just okay. problem on top of problem. But I, I, and I made a tweet about this. I think William Byron is showing why you need to let your drivers grow. Because I remember 2018, 2019, obviously, as a newer driver, he wasn't, and also Hendrick was struggling. He just wasn't at the same level. And then as Hendrick got better, especially last year, some people thought he wasn't matching the levels expected of him. Like Chase Elliott's good. Alex Bowman's winning races. Kyle Larson, yeah. obviously. Where's William Byron? Um, and I think people, I was one of them, was like, okay, William Byron might might have to be on the chopping block, right? Yeah. But I think his performance at Martinsville, and he also won the truck race too, um, and just, you know, two wins this year. Um, his performance in general, he was very consistent last year in points. He's showing he's very consistent this year too. He's he was showing what's like the power behind sticking behind your drivers and letting them grow. Yeah. Joe Gibbs racing. Um, like Roger Penske and uh, Harrison Burton, please. Please, please let give Harrison time. I know he finished please. 26 at Martinsville. I'm not happy with it either, but chill. Um, <laughs> still no top time. tens. Um, but yeah, like you know, Daniel Soares, Eric Jones, um, yep, like Christopher know, Bell potentially, like hopefully he Christopher gets Bell time. potentially, yes, right? Um, you know, and you know, Matt Kenseth just being I mean, well, he, that's not what the letting a driver grow but you jgr is very ruthless with their drivers but anyways right um, william byron's proof let let him grow um oh yeah we need yeah at, you're adding something to the doc and yeah we got we gotta talk about that my teacher yeah. asked me about that um anyways <laughs> so um, in there should we talk about that since we're kind of talking about martinsville yeah let's actually talk about let's that talk about so the now. thing i added to the doc that i realized i did not have in there is the ty gibbs and sam mayer fight Yep. And a lot of you guys wanted us to talk about this as well. Yep. It is called the T. This is the T segment. This is, that's T. That this is, is T. Ty Gibbs, man, does already does not have a good reputation. And he moves people out of the way all the time. And he's just aggressive. And yep. this is like, what, the third time that someone's been pissed off at him? Right. So after the race... He goes over the Sam Mayer. What is Martinsville, by the way? This is a short <laughs> track, and you're supposed to bump and bang. He gets bumped around one time, and he's all mad about it. Goes over the Sam Mayer. Yeah, for the dash for cash, by the way, too. Like there true. were, it wasn't there just was a hundred thousand dollars on the line, and they both lost. But you know, 
Sam took his helmet off, and as soon as he does, Ty basically just punches him in the face. It's like, and Ty kept his helmet on, which you can say what you want about that. Yes. I feel like that shows a lot. There were some powerful words said on Twitter Friday night. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Some people were using a whole bunch of adjectives. I kept mine in the text messages. (laughs) (laughs) Some adjectives that people shouldn't be using. Yes. There's a... I don't know. I am getting tired of Ty Gibbs, quite honestly. Oh, me too. I mean, like, he's, he's is, acting like a little brat, you know? Yeah. I and mean, you know what? They are teenagers. And you told me about how your teacher actually asked you about this. Yes. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So my teacher, her husband really is really into NASCAR and racing, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And she was like, so what do you think about Ty Gibbs? I'm like, Oh, so you heard about Friday night? Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, he's definitely a little bit of a punk, right? Um, he's yeah. very disrespectful to his drivers. Um, very. you know, and I, I don't like how he talks on Twitter sometimes, even. Um, he blocks people on Twitter, like he name searches on Twitter. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's what 19 years old. I think so. To be fair, who's made the best decisions at 19 years old? Not now. Me. That's not an excuse. It right? is not and an excuse. When I crit- criticize Noah Gregson's off-track behavior and some of the on-track behavior before, um, just because you're 19, and really, this goes if, if you're if you're a national figure, which they are. If you're a national figure or not, you're eight. If you're 18, you are responsible for yourself. Yeah. You are a legal adult. I realized I knew that at 18. That doesn't mean I followed all the time, but I did know that. I was like, the, like the game's over right you, you the safety net's gone you you got it people especially as a national figure people are looking up to you mm-hmm. um and you know maybe nascar is not the most serious place but sponsors right monster energy puts a lot of money into you Toyota. right um and there's already pressure uh, you know that you know your grandfather is giving kind of not giving you this ride but it He's seems like it. it seems like it's your your whole career has been given to you you are a really good race car driver. He's one of the best race car drivers to come into Xfinity. Not going to lie. I mean, he won on one of his first outings. Yep. Um, with all of that said, it's it it, may, it's, it makes sense for him to be a little dipshit. Sorry, I didn't mean it does. But that is, is no, there's no excuse for it because he is representing people. He needs to also get along with his fellow competitors. That's important for his career. And, you know, fights are fights happen. They happen all the time, but it's just kind of ridiculous that why this happened. Yeah. Just because he races people awful all the time. And even if and he then he gets raced against one time and he starts fighting like right. that is ridiculous. Like that's stupid. And even if he improves, his reputation is set. Let's look at oh, yeah. Kyle Bush, Denny Hamlin, and Joey Logano. There is, they cannot fix their reputation with NASCAR fans. Absolutely not. You're done. Ty Gibbs is going to be the villain for the rest of his career. Yeah, there's no changing that. And I heard Jeff Gluck say. So I, I listened to his podcast. If you couldn't tell, but he said like he said. A Ty Gibbs should probably just own that. Like, yeah, my grandfather gave me this ride. I'm that. That's what Kyle Busch did. I'm Joey that. Logano exactly. Did. Kyle Busch did that. Joey Logano. I like how Joey Logano's like, well, I just want to win. So yeah. go ahead and talk. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I like, think he should. 
he, Ty Gibbs, though, as a but young the problem person. is with Ty Gibbs right now is that he still has this whole I'm a good Christian boy persona. <gasps> oh, period, period, like, period, period, period. Like, that's spilled, fine. Spilled. Good for you, but like you can't be have this all I love Jesus moment, and then you're going out there punching people because they raced you hard. Yeah, you like, guys, you guys, please be mindful. You know, blah blah blah, like spreading the good word, like, dude. It's it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's, it's especially funny. since he's more than he is most definitely replacing someone in the Gibbs Cup lineup in the next year or two. Yes, I don't needs to just either embrace the villainy, which like I think he'd be a really good villain because he's just yeah. unlikable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I say that that's a compliment. I would mm-hmm. say it because sponsors someone will like that. Yeah. Eminem has tolerated Kyle Busch for years. Yeah, but I don't know. Monster, I mean, honestly, Monster probably doesn't care too much. No, I mean, Monster, and, they are loyal, they are loyal, man. Yeah. They are loyal to and whoever they sponsor. <laughs> shout out to Sam Merritt, by the way, he handled this situation really well. He apologized, uh, apparently, an official got hurt in the fight. Yeah, that's right. Like, and Sam Merritt apologized on Twitter. I, has Ty Gibbs tweeted anything since? Like, I don't know, I don't follow him. He somehow um, doesn't have me blocked. And now they block all of us. Another thing is that the truck race, there was also another confrontation. Haley Deegan confronted Lawless Allen. I confronted him as her video stated. Which is actually a good video. And I, I, it was a really good video. Her YouTube channel is really yeah. good. Content. Haley Deegan got roughed up the other night. Johnny Sodder like shoved her into the wall and stuff. I thought Deegan was going to go fight Johnny Sodder. But then she's going to fight Lawless Allen. Yeah, I, and she didn't pay back Johnny when on the radio she said she would. But she probably, honestly, she probably just thought better of it because Johnny Sauter literally wrecked someone under caution well, a few years ago. Too, so yeah, <laughs> like teeth. But but Haley Deegan and Chase Cabre, they are back in the tea this week because yeah. they made some tweets about we should have shorter races and. This has been a hot topic, and Twitter was on fire once again about this topic. I think I agree with them for the most part that we do need short races. And you know, you've seen the tweet, everyone copy paste the same tweet a million times whenever this. Oh my God. Like, we need to have the Daytona 500, Darlington, and what else? Bristol Night Race, every Bristol race night except race. the Daytona 500. Yeah, um, I mean, Darlington, all, the crown jewels, the crown jewel. Girl, you girl, have all seen it. that tweet about 50 times from 50 different people. You know, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. We don't have to say it every single time. We yes. get it. So, if we do that, oh, in the 600, I didn't mention 600. Yeah. That was the one I forgot. But that, and then other, we can have some 300 mile races. Like, we don't, I don't know. Oh, what do you have to say about this, Zach? I mean, I'm very conflicted on it because I like an endurance race, right? And I saw a tweet yesterday. I mm-hmm. don't remember who tweeted it. It's probably my likes. Um, but they were like, so Martinsville last Saturday night was a two-hour and 40-minute race. And a That's lot of awesome. people, a lot of people have said, like, okay, NASCAR should stick under three hours. Yep. Um Oftentimes, honestly, it doesn't because of unnecessary stage cautions, especially at bigger tracks, because pace laps there take longer. Um, and then also caution fests, like especially in Xfinity, like the Xfinity race might have been longer than the cup race. Oh, it definitely was. Like, and that's 150 less laps. Um, yeah. But someone said, so Martinsville felt like it dragged on 
because of the flow of the race. And that time-wise was short, but then a four-hour, they used Atlanta as an example. I didn't care for Atlanta, but a four-hour Atlanta race was a great race. It was a great show. It felt kind of just long enough. Um, And I think that's a good point, right? It's like, are we really upset with the length of the race or are we accept the flow of the race? Um, Definitely. When I disagreed that like Haley Deegan's, Haley said that, you know, they kind of just ride around to the last stage anyways. And I'm like, well, that's because there are stages, in my opinion. That's because of the stages. Yeah. The stage one and two are just practice sessions. Yes. Honestly. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like the stages, they really just hurt the flow of the race, as you're alluding to. Yeah. And I feel like they just don't benefit anything. We've talked about this so many times on here. I just yeah. don't. Stages, I just don't think they're doing the job that they should because they were they were introduced to try lowering the amount of commercials mm-hmm. during green flag racing and they have not done that i think they've done the opposite quite honestly mm-hmm. and i don't know it it's a very interesting situation because we do need short races and by the way we definitely uh, could have some shorter races yes daniel mcfadden uh he made a tweet yesterday and replied saying that nascar they need to be able to adapt because Daniel was replying to someone who said like, oh, NASCAR is just going to abandon their classic fans and their old fans and this They've and that. And I'm, like, that off. and I'm like, the playoffs, the stages, I think you might have, someone tweeted this, you know, like all these things, just like, come on. Well, then Daniel replied saying, but the old fans are kind of going out. And I replied saying, well, NASCAR needs to be adaptable. You have to be adaptable to have an efficient business plan. You have to, you have to be. And then, and then Daniel replied to me with the quote from Ben Kennedy, who was pretty high up in NASCAR, saying Ben Kennedy said the exact same thing that I said, basically. So, so you should run NASCAR. I should run NASCAR. Yes, that's cool. my conclusion. I, you're, you're, you got my vote. <laughs> Thank you. But no, NASCAR's aware of this, and they they know. And shorter races, I think that is something that needs to be looked into. I think TV is the thing that's like, we want this big TV window, you know, I maybe. And by the way, Martinsville was 100 laps shorter than usual. Right. It was 400 laps and people are still like, this is too long. It was literally under three hours, which I mean, maybe even over two hours is long. I mean, Formula One's growing in America. They have 90 minute races, right? Right. So... Yeah, I mean, and I get it, I think, but also this is the cup series. This yeah. is currently America's biggest motorsport. Um, I, I definitely think I like a variety. I'm a variety person when it comes to any schedule and anything, you know, mm-hmm. I want long races. I want long tracks, short tracks. I want long races. I want short races and definitely we'll always keep long races. The crown yep. jewels, as y'all been said. Don't worry, I didn't forget them. <laughs> you don't gotta be like, whoa, well, we have to, to keep the right Daytona 500. No, I got They're not gonna change the links of those races. Yeah. Don't worry um, about it. <laughs> like, but again, it's like, you know, one Martinsville race can be 500 laps. One mm-hmm. Talladega race can be 500 laps. But maybe the other Talladega race is, I don't know, maybe 300 miles. I like that. Like, which and but then it gets into like and i i've been thinking about this and it's like well a race being marketed as the dreamy zach 300 it's like it's not as grand as the dreamy zach 500 the gay racing podcast 500 um Uh you know it'll happen one day right one day um it's like (laughs) it's not as grand right Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, how do you tackle that? I don't know how, I don't know right. what you do about that. Maybe you start, maybe you stop using um, the mile numbers and names and maybe you call it the, I mean, the, the Food City Dirt Race, the O'Reilly Auto Parts Clash. The, they are starting to do that, aren't they? The They're Echo Park Automotive like, Grand titles. Prix. They are starting to get to titles rather than using numbers, aren't they? Yeah, which is a really good point. It's an, and I like when IndyCar does a Grand Prix too, but then oval yeah. races, they do numbers, which I think is cool because it goes to both cultures, which I yeah. think is the coolest thing about it. I like that. Car. Like road courses, they do podiums. They don't do it on ovals. Right. Um, anything else on this topic, Zach? I I mean, we'll, we're definitely going to talk about it more. I kind of want to make a schedule to see, because again, I think 300 miles, I might honestly, we might have to go back and look at some of the 2020 races that were really short. Yeah, I think because those those are our only really data to kind of see how they perform. I honestly liked those too. I liked when they tried that, especially on a weeknight. Oh, if it's yeah. a if it's a, I think night races should probably be shorter, except for Bristol, right? But you know, I don't. Yeah, know. but we'll we'll get, we'll talk about it later. I feel like we always kind of talk about it. Oh yeah, it, this kind of comes back in and out of the conversation every other week, and then you know the tweets. Yeah, I'm not sure why it's been in conversation, but it just has been. Um, but yeah, so. We've been talking so much this episode, but it's a big episode, right? Um, really quick, you yeah. wanted to talk about Alex Bowman's Darlington scheme. That Girl, was real, real quick, go for it. Why? I like it personally, but we'll talk about this more. We might do a throwback scheme episode, but like, why? So it's basically a Mark Martin Valvoline throwback. And if y'all don't know, Valvoline's a Hendrick sponsor. So get so take one this guess movie. what the sponsor is. Is it Valvoline? No, dumbass. It's an ally, <laughs> of course. Like, right. and I get it. Don't be like, well, um, ally has the contract for the entire year. Okay, girl, I get it. But it's right there. Valvoline right. literally sponsors Hendrick. And it's right. I, I hate my life. I hate NASCAR. I can't do this anymore, y'all. It, like, what? Are- I like the scheme. I think they did good with it. It's way better than Bowman's primary scheme. It's off. Bowman's primary scheme is awful. Well, right. No, I agree with that. But But the number placement honestly ruins that scheme. I don't think so. It does. It does. I'm sorry. It's it's supposed to be a white number on red. I don't know. I like it. It ruins it. But (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. If we have a bonus episode, we can argue about it then. Yeah. So, so yeah, th- I just wanted to say that because it just looks stupid. I had to get that off my chest. Um, you're good. The moment you were all waiting for. Daryl Waltrip is going to be in the Fox Sports booth at Dirt Bristol. Dude. <laughs> I didn't did I mention that on like talking about Fox this year? We had an episode where we talked about Fox a lot. I feel like I think we you and I predicted they would bring him for Darlington. Darlington. Him and Larry or Mike yeah. Larry and Daryl for Darlington, which is I still hope they happen. still do that. I hope they at still least do. for a stage, like because they're probably yeah. like, well, what's Clint? No, wait, they could no, you know what would be funny if they threw Clint into the studio where Larry <laughs> <laughs> i and love they, that they should get like a no they should have like um god i was saying andy petrie still they need like a crew oh, chief yeah. to like hold his hand through it oh my god god but well, jamie jamie mcmurray will be there he can hold clint's hand jamie's smart enough and maybe like um or or they could just do what they did to rick allen and throw clint on pit road or something yeah god clint could be the rutledge wind of darlington Sending Clint to Larry's closet in the Charlotte Fox studio sounds hilarious. <laughs> That's entertainment, that man. But DW coming back for a Fox race as a guest analyst 
is so smart. It's we get a bit of nostalgia. It's Bristol on Mm -hmm. dirt. I mean, he's gonna get a kick out of that. Oh, like we don't need him to have experience for dirt Bristol because no one has experience of dirt Bristol. Like, I mean, I told Alex this before the show. I'm excited for Bristol, not for the race. I'm excited for the show mostly because of DW. And what is it gonna be like to have Daryl Waltrip and Clint Boyer? In the same boot, Mike Joey's gonna need some some Tylenol. Mike Joey needs a damn vacation, man. He's gonna need a vacation after Bristol Dirt. He's gonna wish he had Easter off because, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, they. I mean, Clint Boyer is the basically the replacement for Darren Walter to be the yeah. hoo-ha, boogity boogity culture, like you know, person in the booth. I think so. You guys asked us. Are they going to clash? How are they going to do? You know, after my infamous Fox Sports rant a few weeks ago, I, <laughs> you all know how I feel about Clint Boyer right now. I thought he was better, by the way, uh, at Martin's. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Chad Knauss was great, by the way, yeah. of course. Just a little side note. I thought he was a little better. I think they toned him down a little bit. Yeah. How's he going to do with Daryl Waltrip? I think it's going to be a mess. But you know what? Daryl Waltrip, let him have his fun. It's I, one time. Let him have fun. I'll it's be, Bristol Dirt. We're not supposed to take this race seriously. I'm no. going to be real with you. We're not supposed to because NASCAR barely takes it seriously to prepare enough for it. Um, I let Daryl watch him have some fun. I think I really do think that it's just going to be a mess. It's going to be a glorious, beautiful mess. I don't know if it will even be a mess. I mean, the race will be a mess, probably. I think Back. the broadcast... Could, it's Boyer and Daryl Waltrip <laughs> in the booth. It's going to be a mess. Okay, okay, don't, fair don't enough. Fair yourself. enough. Come on. I Unless just, Larry is up there, it's going to no, be. No, Larry's gonna be like, y'all got to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Clint. Oh. Clint. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh my God. I love Larry McReynolds. Um, I think that's I hope- why I like Martinsville so much because, like, there was a moment where Chad and Clint were like, Clint was like, "Thank you, Chad. I've been saying the right height, no right height yeah. rule ruins short track racing." That was so funny. <laughs> but like, I'm so excited for Sunday night. I'm going to have a nice cold drink in hand. Not too, not too many though, because I have school the next day because yeah. I hate my life. Um, <laughs> and I'm yeah. so excited though to watch that go down. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I'm excited for Daryl. I wish they would just kick Clint out for a week, but you know, it'll be, I've it'll be fun. I've always been a Daryl Waltrip defender. I've always liked him. In the, I've always loved the enthusiasm. I'm going to be real with you. I loved Daryl in the 2000s as a kid. Yeah. But then last few years, he just kind of didn't know what he was talking about anymore. Oh no, oh, no. He definitely had moments where he was like, turn one, turn for what that turned down there hot dog <laughs> hot dog <laughs> no i i de- he definitely was kind of annoying i still always liked him though i love okay. it, it might it's probably nostalgia he, talking he'll make me smile he'll make me laugh a lot it's gonna I, it's gonna be a nostalgia trip it's gonna be great and that's why yeah. he should be at in the booth at darlington but you know yeah. it's okay so i'm very excited for that um thank you fox for doing that thank you for dw for getting off the couch i'm so excited oh my gosh all right last, last thing, thing. emsa I don't have much to say about this because I, yeah. while IMSA was happening, I was doing my workout. I took a nap to get ready for um, NASCAR and F1. <laughs> yeah. It was a big day on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Bourdais 
was driving the 01 car and like stuffed it into the wall yep. early in the race. Mm-hmm. And they were just set way back. And Bourdais managed to work his way back through all the other DPIs and still managed to get the 01 back in front, allowing, Ranger, allowing uh, Ringer Vanderzanda to be able to bring it back in to win the race. That's crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, Sebastian Bourdais is really good at Long Beach. He's won there in IndyCar and yeah. car a few times, I believe. I don't know. I Emsa's for me the fun thing to have on in the background. Yeah, it's like that crosses the threshold of I watch this seriously and pay attention very closely to background. It it kind yeah. of teeters the line. Like obviously, Sebring and Daytona. I'm seriously yeah. watching that. But also, it's always on a Saturday afternoon. It's always on it's a time. It's on a where, weird time. Like yeah. I get why it's on Saturdays, I guess, but it's just like I'm always busy Saturdays. Like Sundays, yeah. I keep open. Right. So, you know. Yeah. IMSA's fun. Uh, I'm a Chip Ganassi fan only during IMSA races until Penske why? returns. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. because I like the I like the drivers in IMSA. I like Ranger. Yeah, fair. And I like Alex Lynn. I like a lot of those. Alex Lynn's cool. I like the O2 livery. I mean, I'm a Me I'm a Wayne Taylor racing fan. Konica Monalta yeah. Wayne Taylor racing. Sorry. Hey, Ricky, um, Ricky Taylor. Ricky Taylor, my boyfriend. Um, so my sports car boyfriend. Um, right. yeah. So, so we, we just talked a lot. That was a lot of tea. We just talked about a lot. Are you ready to talk about F1? I'm ready to talk about F1. All right. So the Australian Grand Prix returns for the first time since 2019. And it was it was a pretty standard race. Like yeah. level, nothing too dramatic happened. I'm pretty sure, except like a few crashes, but um, and then Verstappen had a dramatic moment. Um, not really a, the moment wasn't dramatic, the impact is dramatic, I'll say. Um long so, season is for the long season, that is very dramatic. So Charles Eclair, and I well, the thing is going into this race, it's like Charles Eclair had a win, Max Verstappen had a win. And it's like, okay, we don't really know which one of these is, you know, who's mm-hmm. who's above because. Max and Lewis had back and forth last year. You know, there was times where Max was better, right. times where Lewis was better. But so far, Charles has just taken the lead, literally and figuratively. He is the better driver, I think, um, yep. right now. And also, Max Verstappen, power unit failure in second place. Charles Leclerc dominates, leads almost every lap, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Verstappen has a power unit failure. Um, second of the season, and now Leclerc has a 37-point lead over George Russell, which is insane. Russell got his first podium of the year, I believe, by, you know, yep. um, 46 points over Max. And That's it's, a just, lot. it's just crazy because, you know, Red Bull Powertrain, which it used to be Honda, but Honda pulled out F1, so it's no longer Honda branded, but I guess it's still the same kind of engines, but now Red Bull. Yeah focuses they have a team that works on them i don't know but they he had issues at bahrain sergio perez also had issues at bahrain and now issues here at australia that's a 50 percent finish rate and that's three not races. good that's not good at all and verstappen there was a quote of verstappen saying he's not even concerned about the championship right now he just wants to finish races and that's sad he's the defending champion he's, defending dude. he's number champion. one like yep. Dude, that's crazy. But 
also kind of right. Like, how are you supposed to focus on the championship when you can't even finish the race? How right. can you focus on beating Charles Leclerc when you have to worry if your car is going to make it to the end, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. going to be in the back of his mind for the next few races. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. This is not the greatest start for Red Bull so far. I, you know, all the reports for the season said Ferrari was probably the one, like number one, and then it was going to be Red Bull number two. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been true so far. Yeah. At Red least Bull in speed. Red in speed, but Red Bull has just not been closing it out in terms of reliability so far. Right. And that's important, right? I mean, you can't get any points if you DNF. We talked about that earlier with Colton Hurdle. Like, it's just, yep. that's, you know, you must finish the finish first. And it's just, it's un- it's unfortunate, right? Um, and if we're, if we have a season similar to last year, this is not good for Max Verstappen because Charles is already 46 ahead of Max. Yeah. Like, this is way more than the gap ever was between Max and Lewis last year. Yeah, already. Charles is having three. a great drive so far. He is not making many mistakes. I mean, he's driving very good, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he even when Ferrari was struggling last year, he was driving really good. Um, yeah, he has not had a lot of bad moments in F one in terms of making really bad mistakes. Um, and you know, Charles, he has a head start. It's probably likely that Mercedes is going to catch up a bit. It's pretty likely Red Bull. I would figure. say it's likely that Mercedes catches up though. You wouldn't say it's likely? I would not say it's likely. I think it's got a good chance. They might improve, but I don't know if they'll catch actually catch up to Ferrari. You, okay. I, I don't know. Because, and Lewis has just been kind of having, like, individual issues. Like, George has, George Russell is great. But mm-hmm. they, I don't know. There's something going on there. I think they don't even know yet. Um, yeah. But they have, I mean, it's a long season. F1 standards, 23 races. But yeah. in but yeah, now Charles has, he has a great lead. I mean, he has a really good head start, whether they catch up or not. It's going to be, it's already, this is a season long championship, unlike other motorsports. Yep. That every race matters. And this, he's got a head start. It's a huge, I mean, Verstappen having another failure is a huge championship implication in April. Okay. Like, that's what's entertaining about, like, that's why the regular season in NASCAR doesn't do much for me, is because it's like, Oh, Kyle Larson finished 29th and he has finished 29th. So he's had some bad races, but it doesn't really matter. Like it just doesn't matter at all. And this matters a ton for Verstappen. That's why it was just like, oh my God, Verstappen's out of the race. Like that's insane. Mm -hmm. And someone who benefited, by the way, was Mercedes for the overall constructor championship because he had a Red Bull we didn't finish and Verstappen and you had Carlos Sainz had a really bad weekend. Yeah, he what even Outdoor happened? Road. Didn't did he crash in qualifying? Or he why was, was he why are you starting the back? He qualified ninth, right? But he was just off in quali and then was then he ended up spinning very early in Australia. Or did he just spin? Oh yeah, he sp- he did start ninth and then he spun early and then he was in the yes. back back, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And never improved, but Mercedes had both of their cars. They finished third and fourth. And then Ferrari just, Ferrari and Red Bull did not have a, one of their cars in the points. Yeah, this Constructors Championship might be really interesting this year. That might be the closer battle if Charles keeps running away with it. Because Red Bull can't finish races. Sainz mm-hmm. is kind of tripping over himself. I think he's feeling the pressure. 
Okay. Um, Charles isn't, um, or at least he's dealing with it. And science has not been dealing with it very well, it seems like. And he was very consistent. I mean, he had all points finishes last year, I believe, but it's just, it's unfortunate. Maybe that was just a bad weekend for him. Hopefully, Emila, you know, but then again, it's Emila, it's Italy, it's more pressure, right? Oh, it's Ferrari. So we'll see. Hopefully, he improves it at Emila, but right. Yeah. And then, and then Mercedes seems to be the, the best team with two drivers that are able to finish the race. Like, you know, like third and fourth as they did in Australia. And they have two podiums so far this year, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. So, And shout out to Alex Albon, by the way. He ran on those same tires the entire race until the last lap. Yeah. I thought that was very funny. And he got points for Williams. I'm so confused on what happened because I thought it was illegal to pit on the very final lap. I think if you pit... You have to pit at least once at any time. Well, right. But I, if you pit on the final lap, technically you have an advantage because then it's like you finish the race on pit road. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, he pitted the lap before. before? Okay. Because I'm pretty sure it, it was the lead. final lap for the leaders. I should have clarified that. He was coming to like the white flag for him. So he pitted, he took the white flag on pit road. And then... He got the tires, came back around, did a lap. and then Okay, because, yeah, that's the last lap you're allowed to pit, right? But, yeah, that's incredible that he was able to do that. Manage those tires. They were hard tires, of course, but manage those tires still. Like, you know, they're, yeah. they're not supposed to run that long. No. <laughs> Pirelli, oh, the hell he did that. Pirelli says, oh, yeah, no, these go for 40 laps, not 56, right? Like, so that was impressive. And then that's tables really to still get a point out of that. That's awesome. Right. Um, Good for him. Yeah, that's going to be a drive to survive episode right there. Like that's oh, that's so sure. cool. Um, yeah, good for Albon, and uh, yeah. it's also just good that he's at Williams, right? We said it before. It's I'm happy yeah. for him. So um, awesome. I don't have anything else really to say about this race. This okay. is my first time watching an Australian Grand Prix. So this weird watching it at one a.m. for me. Yeah, that um, was that was a fun experience after the Martinsville night race. That was so fun. That yeah. was so fun. I want to do that more. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, um, and it left Sunday for IndyCar. We got to focus on IndyCar. Yeah. I didn't have to wake up early for F1. It was nice. Oh, Yeah, and it was an the IndyCar stole the show this weekend. Yep. We all, they, got, they were the headliner. They yep. stole yep. the show, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Lewis and Sergio Perez had a really good battle, though, um, as they always do. Um, they oh, had a really right. good battle. Yeah. Um, Alonzo ran really great this weekend. So, yeah, there were some notable things that happened at Australia. Um, it was a nice, solid race. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, next race is Emila. And me and Alex found out that Monaco is actually back on Memorial Day weekend this year. So, we're going to have Monaco, Indianapolis, and the 600 on the same day again. We didn't have I that last year. so excited. This will yeah. be the first time that I'm, like, a genuine fan of all three. Right. Gen- exactly. It's like... I remember I'd be like, I turn F1 as soon as I wake up, like Lewis Hamilton is leading 29 laps into the Monaco Grand Prix. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. Um, I, I do something else. And right, then, right. then I, I do watch the Indy 500 even back in like, you know, 2015. I, I definitely do watch, did watch mm-hmm. it, but yeah, but now I'm like into all three series. So yeah, that's awesome. So excited for that. So um, before we make our picks for Bristol dirt, um, Ty Gibbs, um, we just found this out on Twitter. He got fined fifteen thousand dollars for hitting another vehicle on pit road. Um, Good. I guess after the race. Yeah. 
little breaking news yeah breaking news you heard it here first um (laughs) no um someone was like they might as well have not find him at all because i guess that's not a lot of money to someone like him which i just asked granddad for you know hey granddad can can well i think a fine at least shows like yeah don't do that it's better than nothing it's better than like silence is permission yeah so yeah i think it's i think that was fine i'm glad they did something yeah so um also indycar fantasy i picked joseph newgarden to win by the way so you did i i went from being zero to now three points and now i just took the points lead so that's awesome i love our fantasy and game. i i told you that we have our differences when it comes to our gay racing podcast fantasy race picks but we settle our differences aside for joseph newgarden for joseph newgarden we settled it aside it's yep. it's it's a fair it's a fair sacrifice honestly sacrifice i'm willing to make um me too so bristol dirt let's talk about bristol dirt um how the he- how the hell do we pick for this right i have yeah did i decide on a driver because yeah i did okay i have my driver in mind are you ready alex i'm ready all right three two one kyle, kyle larson bush wow did you change no i didn't i actually had kyle bush in mind you said I kyle i said larson and then you no said- i okay. i because I listened to an episode and I realized if we say it at the same time and it's hard to hear. No, Kyle Bush. My my options were Kyle Bush, Kyle Larson, or Kurt Bush. Okay. So that's funny. It's all the same fucking names. But I didn't pick Kyle Larson because Kyle Larson has not been running good the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. He and I, the mojo is not there, right? And I know he's the obvious favorite because he's a dirt guy, but we thought that last year and it didn't happen. Um, my main reason is the mojo is not there, but I did almost pick him. Kyle Bush, I picked. Kind of the vibes of I think Toyota's just gonna get another win, and he finished second at the LA Clash. Kyle hasn't won in a while. I don't know. Yeah. I I'm picking off vibes. I really don't know who's gonna. Well, win. Kyle just said a few weeks ago that we shouldn't even be doing this race, and that he thinks it's kind of a mockery of the sport. He said something like, "So that, that means he'll win." Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for proving my point. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> this car sucks. Bristol 2007. Um, so, so yes, um, yeah, he'll win. I'm going back to my Larson pick. I because you've been losing point. Well, no, you won. You Blaney got you a point last week. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want Larson to. I feel like Larson's going to win this race eventually if they keep it on the schedule. So, I feel like I it's mean, a pretty solid, solid pick. Yeah. So last year he had an unfortunate incident, so mm-hmm. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, that probably is the safer pick. I probably should have. Because I kind of knew you were going to pick him, too. Right. That's okay. Um, Next race for IndyCar is uh, May 1st at Barber. Right, because, you know, IndyCar IndyCar drops the hottest race of the year and, like, see you in three weeks. Yeah, they they drop the mic, they walk off stage, and they don't come back out for three weeks. God. Again. Um, But there is the Indy 500 open test next week. Oh, true, T. I'm very excited for that. Peacock will be covering it, by the way. Yes. So. On 420. Yes. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, how else are you going to spend your 420? Uh, you know, watch, <laughs> watch IndyCar practice. Yeah, honestly. what else would you do? But it's at least it's I probably the last three-week break. Like, it's the last bit of this, like, slow start to the season, because obviously the month of May. So mm-hmm. we'll start. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. So. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, listening. Well, 
Jeez, I say it every time. Um, <laughs> I know this was a longer episode, but we did have a lot to talk about. Um, thank you guys so much for the support um, on Twitter and stuff. We uh, appreciate it a lot. Um, we hope this podcast keeps on growing. So thank you. Yeah. Um, and I haven't said this in a while. If you are in the racing industry, um, like either in it or just are a fan like us, and if you have a story about being LGBT or just your experience, let us know. Follow us on at Gay Racing Pod at Dreamy Zach GP for me, at New Gaiden for Alex. Um, message us, our DMs are open. And New Gaiden do, does reference Joseph Newgarden, in case y'all didn't know. Yeah, in case you didn't know somehow. Somehow. That's the point. Question mark. Um, but yeah, y'all take care, be safe, and we'll see y'all next time. Or Bye. talk to y'all next time, because we you, you don't see it. Never mind. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>